Welcome back. I'm Heidi Higgins, and you are listening to K-12 on Learning. Each January, we celebrate National School Choice Week, and today it's my honor to welcome back Mr. Andrew Campanella, the President and CEO of the National School Choice Awareness Foundation. His foundation hosts National School Choice Week. In addition, we welcome his colleague, Chrissia Campos-Spivey, who is bringing school choice resources to Hispanic families. Mr. Campanella, using your words, the National School Choice Awareness Foundation was created to help parents find environments where their kids learn, succeed, and can be happy. Is that right? That is exactly right. And it is wonderful to be back. And I am thrilled to be joined today by my colleague, Chrissia Campos-Spivey, who has launched an incredibly exciting new program with us. I know we'll talk about that today. But yeah, families want to find learning environments where their children can learn, thrive, succeed, and be happy. And that be happy part is often left out of the broader discussion over K-12 school choice. But when you have individual conversations with moms and dads, they want their children happy in school. They want their kids happy in life. And they know that when students are excited about learning and looking forward to going to school every day, well, not necessarily every day, but more days than not, you're likely to get a better outcome. And so that's what we work towards here at the National School Choice Awareness Foundation. When the pandemic hit, we were suddenly forced to face questions and choices that we had never had before. What have we learned since 2020? And what are we still learning about the value and challenge of school choice? Sure. So I'll start by saying that I think what we saw during the pandemic and after the pandemic has been that more parents know more about what's going on in their children's education today than at any other time in history. And the reason for that is because every parent across the country was forced to get incredibly involved in how and what their kids were learning because they all had to work with teachers, schools, and school systems to adapt. And as a result of all of those families learning more about how and where and what their kids are learning, Parents, in some cases, saw that they were really happy with their kids' learning environment. In other cases, families saw that there were deficiencies and areas where they wanted their kids to learn more and have more opportunities to do better. And so that encouraged a lot of families to look into their options. And we have seen over the past two and a half years a huge increase in parent demand for school choice. And here at the National School Choice Awareness Foundation, which runs National School Choice Week, we focus on all the options, traditional public schools, public charter schools, public magnet schools, private schools, online schooling, homeschooling, and non-traditional options like micro-schooling and pod learning. And Chrissia on our team works really closely with individual families and has launched some new programs so that we can interact on a day-to-day, hour-to-hour basis with parents. And she can tell you exactly what we're hearing. 
Well, thank you for having me. One of the things I can talk about personally from my experience as a mother and what we learned, how the pandemic changed. I remember during many months, I was working in my desk and literally next to me were my children taking classes online. And I was for the first time really in almost in the classroom with them, knowing what they were learning, knowing what they were, what they had questions on, knowing how they interact in the classroom with teachers and with students. And for the first time ever, I had the opportunity to see that my children, both of them were having some issues here and there. And it actually inspired me to explore my options. And I think my experience is not unique. It happened to a lot of parents across the country. And from learning from the pandemic and how my kids were learning, where their obstacles were, where their opportunities were, we actually were inspired to, to explore more options than to find new tutors and new places where they could grow more. The pandemic gave us that opportunity to get to know school choice environment locally for many of us. And you know, Heidi, from a, a big numbers perspective, we did a poll in 2021, a big parent survey of more than 2000 parents. And we were shocked that more than half of parents said that within the last 12 months, they had looked into new or different learning options for their kids. We did that poll again at the beginning of 2022. And while the numbers dipped a bit because we were not in the thick of the pandemic, they were still strong. More than 50% of parents have considered new options. So we are experiencing right now more demand for school choice than ever before. Are there some specific things that came out that parents are looking for that's causing them to look beyond what they have and seek another school? Well, we have done some surveying and the last survey we did was specifically with Hispanic families because of the project that Andrew just mentioned, we just launched. And we asked that specific question, what were they seeking? What were the reasons parents were looking for new educational environments? And we found for Hispanic families that the number one reason they were looking for was because they wanted a higher education for their children. They were about 55% told us that that was the main reason, the main drive for this exploration. And the reason number two we found in this survey is that parents were looking for environments where they felt safe, where they felt their children could learn in safety. As we look at these surveys, whether it's Hispanic and Latino families or whether it's all families, inclusive, of course, of Hispanic and Latino families, is that even though there's a lot of discussion about curriculum and a lot of discussion about what I call hot button cultural issues out there that you see on social media and in the news, parents usually come back to issues of, as Chrissy has said, quality education, school safety making sure their kids are in environments that best meet their needs. Those are the pivot points that encourage parents to actually make a change. And so these other things may inform those decisions, but the things that make parents actually switch a school, enroll their child somewhere else, or move to homeschooling are usually the bread and butter education issues, quality and safety. One of the significant concerns about school choice is the potential to segregate students based on race or class. How do you address concerns like that? What you see in the data is that school choice actually leads to greater integration, not segregation. 
and it provides new and better opportunities for children from disadvantaged or marginalized families or communities to go to schools that best meet their needs and to go and learn in places where their parents want them to be, which is what I think is so vitally important. But as we talk about this issue, I don't want to paper over one of the challenges, and that is we as a nation and as a school choice movement need to do a better job making sure that information is available to all families about how to choose schools for their kids and exactly what steps they need to take. And we need to be more equitable in making sure that that information is available and that we purposefully remove barriers that prevent families from making choices for their kids' education. A lot of times when families drop out of the process, they start looking and then they end up not choosing. It's not because they don't want to. It's because there are process barriers that pop up and are too difficult to surmount. And a lot of those process barriers impact Hispanic and Latino families the hardest because of a lack of information available for them in Spanish. And Chrysia can talk to that, because that's one of the things we are trying to address. We are trying to touch that third rail, if you will, within the movement, trying to get families more and better information in the languages that they speak at home with their kids. I feel very lucky that I have been able to communicate directly with families across several years working with National School Choice Week. We have national platform where parents feel comfortable. We feel very, very excited to create. We have created a space where parents feel comfortable talking to us, asking us questions and even sharing some of their success stories. And I can tell you for several years, I have heard stories from parents that send direct messages from social media, or they send an email and they tell us about how school choice changed their lives, how they weren't able to attend to a school that they wanted and they knew it was a beneficial environment for their children. But with some information, with some with some exploration of this option, they were able to find that good environment for their children. So I will say the concern about segregation, I don't think that will be true based on what we've seen talking to parents. We see parents that weren't able to pick a school based on or buy a house for with their means that they wanted a school that was done for a particular school. But because these programs and this information that we have put available, they were able to, to find a school that wasn't necessarily within their possibilities to begin with. One of the things that Chrysia and her team have done is created really an open opportunity for families to contact us in Spanish using WhatsApp, as well as our other social media platforms and we track the trends and her team tracks the trends and sees what parents are asking for. And this is really part of a longer term strategy we have. And that strategy is in real time, helping parents, obviously, and giving them the information they want. And over a longer term, identifying trends so that we can help remove barriers that families face in choosing new schools for their kids. When a family is looking for a new school, how do they begin to choose from where they are? We encourage parents to do is to first start the process earlier than you might think. And so one of the reasons that National School Choice Week is held in January is because we want families to start looking into their options earlier so that they can make decisions for the next school year 
while there are still seats available in schools that they might want to choose. And this process of starting earlier and giving yourself enough time to evaluate your options and research your options and do school tours is helpful to schools as well. Because if schools see high demand and increased enrollments, they can better plan for their next school year by hiring more teachers, by building capacity, and a rising tide lifts all ships. So by starting the process in January, which is really the first step here, families can have a better chance of success in finding something that best meets their kids' needs. Really, we tell parents to start this process by evaluating what they need and want for their kids and what are must-haves in terms of schools, and then make a list of schools, research them, visit those schools, ask lots and lots of questions on school tours, and we have examples on our site of questions that parents can ask, narrow the process down, and then go through the enrollment procedures. One of the things that we also recommend from Pines, and I think I speak from experience as a mother myself, I will say is include the children in the process of exploration as much as you can. I do think that Pines, as a mother myself, with the authority to say, I know my child the most than anyone else. So have that authority as a parent to know that you do know the best. You do know your child. You do know that maybe this is the school that somebody told you is an amazing school and that you might be able to access it. But at the end of the day, it is a very personal decision. It is a family decision. It is a decision that requires this exploration internally as a family and a little bit out external with the school. So I will say, keep the conversation going. I know with the Hispanic community, we're more of, um, we're very community oriented group. So I know for Hispanic families, talking to other parents, talking to neighbors, talking to family plays a big role. We encourage that, but at the same time, that internal process of talking to your child, knowing what they want and what they need. What happens if a family feels like they have few options, what can they consider? Every state is different, as we know, but there's always some sort of school choice option that we encourage families to consider. As Andrew said, it started early on the process. It happened to me to some families that I've seen that they apply to a charter school or and there is a long wait list. That definitely is frustrating. But as Andrew said, Putting your name in the list will inspire and will get the ball going for school to create capacity to uh, expand the program for different families. That will be one thing. The other thing is that the consideration for parents of all the different options. We have traditional public school that we all mostly know about, the charter school, magnet school, but also online school, as we know, with K-12 strike and uh, homeschooling that is available for any family in the country. One of the things that we say is that do not disencourage. I know, I know for a fact myself personally, I've been in the process, it is frustrating at times, but that resilience and that consistent that maybe if we are interested in a private school, there might not be a state program that allows families to afford this particular school, but there is a good chance that there is a private scholarship program of available for a family. Just exploring those options that might be available and might not be quite as obvious to begin with. We hope in School Choice Week and through Opciones Escolares as well to provide as much information as we as we can to parents, practical information, updated information about every program in every state. So parents can have this information that allows them to 
have this discussion and to explore these options that they have. But I will say to not be discouraged by the obstacles that they might encounter. And with planning, as Andrew mentioned, in January before the school year start, I think it will give most families a lot of time to do this planning that will be required to explore all their school choice options. If you are a mom or dad and you live in an area that may not have as many options as other areas of the country, as Chrissy has said, look into your online school options. Look into whether there are free full-time online schools. You may think, well, online schooling really didn't work for us during the pandemic. But the reality is, chances are you weren't doing professional full-time online schooling. You were doing crisis remote learning on Zoom or on Google Meets or whatever, Microsoft Teams. And so I'm a big fan of full-time online schooling, whether it's free public full-time online schooling or tuition-paid online schooling, because teachers are qualified and they are trained to make sure that they know how to manage an online-based class. Kids aren't spending their entire day in front of a screen. That is not best practice. And these schools have a good track record of helping kids learn. Andrew, are you seeing that schools are changing as well because they're trying to attract families now? Absolutely. We are seeing an incredible amount of public-facing outreach from schools to families to let them know what they offer. And just as an interesting proof point, when we started welcoming schools to hold events and activities during National School Choice Week each January, the highest percentage of schools that participated were private schools. And then we saw lots of public charter schools participate. And today, as we approach National School Choice Week 2023, the highest number of schools or the highest percentage of schools to participate are traditional public schools because they want to let families in their communities know what they have to offer. And so school choice, far from being something that divides schools and turns into negative competition, actually helps build stronger communities where all schools can work together, even if they are competing, to complement the offerings that they provide to families. And so that a parent can go and look at different options and make a reasoned decision for his or her child. That's what we want. And one of the reasons that we started School Choice Week or that School Choice Week was created back in 2011 was to encourage schools and provide them with tools, resources, and support so they could reach out to families in their communities and build stronger bonds with parents and that they can market what they offer because parents are looking around. Parents want options. Parents want to know what schools offer and schools want to make sure that they're doing a good job communicating benefits of their programs to parents. I'm impressed with you too. What a good team you make. Is there anything in conclusion here that you would like to add? We believe at the National School Choice Awareness Foundation that in order to improve education in the United States, we need to raise broad and equal awareness of all options available to families, traditional public, public charter, public magnet, private, online, home, and non-traditional education options. And we do that through a combination of unique and purposefully different charitable programs. 
from National School Choice Week, which is the nation's largest annual series of education-related events designed to let families know about the options available to their kids, to the development of the nation's largest online portfolio of school navigation resources that help moms and dads on a daily basis, each and every day throughout the year, find those schools and learning environments that best meet their kids' needs, newly launched Canosetus Opciones Escolares program, which increases equitable access to school choice information for Hispanic and Latino families and is raising incredibly broad awareness of the need for and benefits of school choice among Hispanic and Latino families led by my wonderful colleague, Chrissia Campos-Spivey, who is joining us here today. I encourage you to check us out, not just during National School Choice Week, but all year round if you want information about all the different options available for you and your family. Thank you for listening to K-12 On Learning, sponsored by Stride. To learn more about online public schools powered by Stride K-12, Stride career prep programs that foster lifelong learning, or any of the private school or individual course offerings, please go to stridelearning.com or k12.com. Special thanks to Tree K Studios for providing the music for us. Remember to subscribe to this podcast and feel free to leave us a good review. We hope you'll join us next time for K-12 on Learning.